Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association's podcast, Getting to Know Iowa Hospital Leaders. My name is Joa Hogan. Today we talk with Dave Bird, the President and Chief Executive Officer at Methodist Jenny Edmondson in Council Bluffs. He joined the hospital in May of 2020 as their Senior Vice President of Operations. Before this, Dave was the President and Chief Executive Officer at Thayer County Health Services in Hebron, Nebraska. He also was the Vice President of Finance for the Nebraska Hospital Association for more than 12 years. He is a member of the Healthcare Financial Management Association and became a fellow of the association in 2010. Dave and his wife, Tammy, have three children, Kaylee, Emily, and Kevin. Well, welcome, Dave, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Yes, we'll begin. Could you tell us what went into deciding to take the role as president and CEO of Methodist Jenny Edmondson? Yeah, you bet. I joined Methodist Jenny Edmondson in May of 2020 as a senior vice president of operations when Steve Bombert, who had been the president and CEO for several years, retired at the end of June this year, I accepted the role of president and CEO. You know, the one thing that immediately stood out to me is that Jenny Edmondson truly is a special place. Providers and staff are second to none and are extremely passionate about what they do. We often refer to the Jenny family. We're a family here. We care about each other. We enjoy working with each other. And we continually emphasize the importance of a strong organizational culture. So the things that I think really make Jenny Edmondson special fit well with my style and, and my approach. Uh, we have a, a very strong and talented team, and I think that the future is bright here at Jenny Edmondson. And does that future uh, entail any major project? Yeah, so we have a couple of projects that are ongoing now. We're currently renovating our emergency department. Uh, this is a project and a need that was identified a few years back when we were going through our master facility plan process. Actually, it was a project that was approved by the board in October of, of 2019. We all know what happened shortly after that, and so the project has been delayed a couple of times. Uh, but we were able to move forward with that renovation of the emergency department in April of this year. It's anticipated to be about a 12-month project, so it should be done in about March of, of next year. Doesn't add space, doesn't add rooms to the emergency department, but uh, renovates the, the entire department. We're also currently renovating our east entrance of the hospital as well. Uh, that's an area that was constructed uh, about 20 years ago, really has not been freshened up or, or touched since that time. And so we're renovating all the way through the east entrance up and through our um, outpatient surgery waiting space as well. So I think that's a great project and we'll make that, that area look, look a lot better. We're also evaluating a potential project to replace our cath labs. Um, next year. And so we're going through that process, not, not a finalized project yet, but something that we're looking at. And then we're also revisiting our master facility plan. The, that plan was put together back in 2016. We've accomplished a great deal from that master facility plan over the last few years. So we felt like it was a great opportunity to go back, revisit that plan, make sure we're still on target uh, and meeting the community's needs moving forward. And so we anticipate having that plan uh, revised by the end of this year. So lots of things going on. That sounds like a lot going on. So that sounds great. 
Can you tell the listeners on a typical day, what does your desk look like? And has that changed in the COVID era? Well, certainly there's never a shortage of things to do, as we all know. A couple of things that I'll talk about, uh, COVID-related, obviously, issues continue to require a lot of time and attention uh, specific to, to concerns that might arise, processes and policies that need to be revised. And so I would anticipate that COVID-related issues uh, will, will continue to take a lot of time and, and attention uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, workforce challenges um, also are a significant concern, including recruiting and retaining all positions. We all know it's, it's difficult to recruit staff um, in, in the, the market and environment today. And that's really for all positions, not necessarily just nursing, but other areas such as environmental services, nutritional services, imaging, uh, the list goes on and on. It's a, it's a very challenging market and uh, very difficult to, to recruit and maintain an appropriate workforce today. So those are a couple of the things that, that uh, keep me up at night, I'll say. Uh, yes, I know that uh, internally at IHA, there's been a lot of talk of how we can help with the workforce issues. And I know that came as a major goal coming out of the board retreat that was held recently. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, and we always appreciate all the work that the Iowa Hospital Association does on all issues, but especially related to the workforce challenges that we face today. And Dave, can you tell us what your biggest professional achievement has been? Yeah, you know, what has always driven me is the, the desire to make a difference and to truly impact people's lives. So it's never really been about me. It's always been about the team. And so, you know, I think while there's been many, many team successes, uh, a couple that I'll, I'll mention and highlight, obviously one would be the overall response to the COVID pandemic. Uh, when the COVID pandemic started, I was still the CEO at Thayer County Health Services in Hebron and then transitioned here to Methodist Jenny Emerson. And so I had the opportunity to begin the COVID pandemic in Hebron and then uh, continue those efforts here in Council Bluffs. Uh, obviously incredibly proud of uh, our team's efforts in identifying solutions, rising to the challenge and, and overcoming everything that has come up. So I would put that probably toward the top of the the list in terms of things that I'm, I'm very proud of. Uh, I also really believe in the importance of organizational culture. While I was in, in Hebron, uh, we did a lot of work to improve the organizational culture there and very proud of some of the improvements that we were able to achieve. I would also say the overall impact while I was at the Nebraska Hospital Association that we were able to make on healthcare in, in general in the state in terms of how it's delivered, in terms of legislation, regulations, other initiatives, very proud of the things that we were able to accomplish there. You know, I'm, I'm extremely blessed to have, have been able to work with the people that, that I've been able to over the, the course of my career. It's certainly been a pleasure to, to work with so many people, hard work day after day, overcoming so many significant challenges, couldn't be more blessed. Uh, to, to, to work with the people that I, I've been able to. Thank you. I know you spent many years at the Nebraska Hospital Association. Have you had the opportunity to participate 
in the Iowa Hospital Association as far as any of their events that have been yeah, held? So, so obviously I'm newer to Iowa, so I'm looking forward to getting more involved in the Iowa Hospital Association. I do currently serve on the advocacy and data committees. And so trying to, to get involved from that perspective, obviously a lot of our meetings or all of our meetings at this point have been held virtually. So very much looking forward to uh, being able to, to go to in-person meetings down the road and, and meet more folks and, and get more involved in IHA-related initiatives, committees, and, and boards. Um, as you mentioned, I previously was at the Nebraska Hospital Association, so I know uh, firsthand how important state hospital associations are and am very much looking forward to, to having a big role in that. Well, thank you for your participation in those committees. And yeah, I hope to see you maybe in the next year at uh, one of our events. Yeah, planning on it. Excellent. As a child or a young person, what job or career did you want to do? Well, in college, believe it or not, my intent was to be an accountant. Uh, I've always enjoyed numbers. They've always kind of made sense to me. Obviously, that's not necessarily the, the path that my career has gone on, but, but initially, my plan was to be an accountant. And uh, interestingly, in college, I remember writing a paper, and the assignment was to identify a couple of places that I wanted to, to live in and, and work in uh, when I grew up. And I recall writing the paper on uh, Las Vegas and New York City. <laughs> and don't necessarily recall uh, why I chose those two cities, but obviously life has gone in, in a different direction. And did you ever have the opportunity to even just live temporarily in any of those cities? Um, I have not. I visited both, but I've never okay. lived there. Great, great. Understand. And I'm sure the, your background in accounting has helped in your current position and uh, your past positions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as the president and CEO of a hospital, obviously that entails a lot of different roles, but uh, certainly there are many financial challenges, reimbursement challenges, capital budget re restraints, having a broad knowledge of finance certainly comes in handy. You, you said when you were younger, you wrote about uh, living in New York and Las Vegas, but wh where was your hometown? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Hebron, Nebraska. In fact, my family still lives there. Uh, much of my adult life been spent in Lincoln, Nebraska. And then uh, I recently uh, moved to Council Bluffs uh, for this position. Okay, great. And how are you liking Council Bluffs? Yeah, it, it's going great. I think Council Bluffs is a, a wonderful community. Everybody has been very welcoming to, to my wife and I. Dave, could you tell us what people would be surprised to know about you? Yeah, about uh, seven years ago, I actually completed a full Ironman distance triathlon. So for folks that might not be familiar with, with an Ironman or what that includes, uh, that includes a swim of about 2.4 miles. So for some perspective, if you're in a pool, it's, it's approximately 85 laps in the pool. Also includes a bike ride of 112 miles and a full marathon of 26.2 miles. So all in total, it's a race of 140.6 miles. Race took place in Oklahoma City on a, a, a very hot and uh, windy day. So a, a very big challenge very long day, but very fulfilling and something that I'm, I'm incredibly proud of. Wow. I cannot imagine. Well, congratulations on that. Yes. Thank you. 
So how, how long did it take you to prepare for that an event of that sort? When you're training for an Ironman distance event, it's basically like a second job. And so I would estimate that training typically took about 20 hours a week. And I'm sure there's people out there that think, oh, I'm going to do an Ironman, but then they don't properly prepare and probably don't make it through the race. Is that true? Yeah, that certainly would be true. And that would not be a good idea. So obviously... <laughs> Very important to to, compl- to to train appropriately. In fact, my race uh, I mentioned was on, on a very hot and windy day. Uh, there were uh, about a third of the people that entered the race that because of the race conditions weren't able to complete it. And, and did you say how long did the race take? It took approximately 14 hours. Wow, that's quite a feat. Do you still do uh, similar training or do you run and bike and swim, I guess, a lot? I I do due to time constraints, nothing to that extent in terms of mileage, but I I do work out most days, still love to, to swim, bike and run. Dave, can you tell us what's the best advice you were ever given or if you have advice that you would have for new healthcare leaders? Yeah, well, one thing that I would mention is, is I've always been a quote guy. So one of the quotes that I've always really liked is whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that is a quote by Henry Ford, one that I've always, always kept in mind and uh, really enjoyed. In terms of advice, you know, I was raised in a rural community, raised to work hard, to be all in, so to speak, and have really tried to, to carry that work ethic forward with me throughout my career. You know, we have the opportunity to work in the healthcare industry. You know, where where else do you have the ability to come to work every day and impact lives every day, regardless of your position? How cool is that? I appreciate that very much. And finally, and thanks for your time today, Dave. But finally, can you tell us a lesson COVID-19 has taught you? Yeah, I think the COVID pandemic has really reinforced what what I and we really have known for quite a while. And that is folks in the healthcare industry are incredibly resilient, always willing to to, to step up and to identify solutions and overcome challenges, no matter how significant they may be. Couldn't be prouder to work with a group of people that I've had the pleasure to to work with and uh, truly consider them all to be family. Well, I want to thank you, Dave Bird, President and CEO of, of Methodist Jenny Edmondson and Council Bluffs, for your time today and all that you've done throughout your career. Yeah, Joe, thank you as well. Really appreciate the opportunity. And as I said earlier, really am looking forward to, to being more involved in the Iowa Hospital Association and really appreciate everything that all of you do. This Iowa Hospital Association podcast is an opportunity to get to know Iowa hospital leaders. Stay tuned next month for another interview. Thank you for listening.